We want to be. <laughs> we want to be better. We need to be better. We, we want, want to, to be, be better. No, no, that word didn't work. <laughs> okay, we, we want, want to, to be, be better. better. Do you ever feel? No, uh, this is not the sound. I'm not opening with the song. <laughs> I was going to say, do you ever feel? Like, oh, we've got this podcast. Do you ever feel like <laughs> oh, a plastic no. bag? Do you know what can I just say about that song that really annoys me? Because Katy Perry's like saying that feeling like a plastic bag, drifting through the wind, wanting to start again, is a bad thing. But in American Beauty, it is literally the most beautiful thing in the world. So Yeah, but it's twenty eighteen now. Plastic bags flying through the sky is like <laughs> Symbolic of the fact that we're all going to burn. Yeah, true. It's going to shit. Yeah. All right. I was going to say, do you ever feel like, oh, I've got this podcast and I just can't be bothered talking? Do I ever feel that way? Do I ever? Every. What? Of course. Oh, do you actually feel that way? (laughs) Nah. No, not really. I'm, Why? I'm just like... You're tired. Uh, uh, yeah. It's just been one of those weeks and I throw myself in front of the microphone and I'm like, meh. Yeah. Yeah. How am I going to talk about? No, I well, do know, but <laughs> we have planned a little bit more. Keepers, it did remind me, though, of what was the quote that you said the other day when we were sitting out My favourite quote. Your favourite quote. Okay. It's Abraham Lincoln, and it's... Wait, let me just... I don't want to... I don't want to sound like an idiot, so I'm just going <laughs> to think of it in my head. Okay. It is better to be thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. And then after you said that quote... I just sat there and thought, why the fuck have we got this podcast then? If that is, <laughs> if that is genuinely her favourite quote, yeah. we open our mouths and we are fools oh, every look, single week. I don't practice what I preach. I'd like to point that out. Lincoln yeah. would be disgusted in yeah, this podcast. Yeah, he 100% would. <laughs> He'd be like, I need to listen to that podcast like I need a hole in the head. Was that too far? <laughs> yes, it was too far. Sorry. Sorry about it, Abes. Uh... I thought I'd just throw in here a bit of a trigger warning that this week's episode we will be covering death and grief. Mm -hmm. And so if that is too much for you, I totally understand. We both totally understand, although B doesn't really get it because she doesn't have a heart, Um, but we both (laughs) totally understand. And, you know, that's fine. We're here next week and, or, you know... Listen along and tune out when you start to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. We don't mind at all. I'm, I feel really shit now that I opened <laughs> up with Katy Perry. And song. also, like, a hole in the head. Oh my I God. Go like head. I, have, I know. You've actually really stuffed up I'll super just, early. I'll just do the rest of the podcast <laughs> with my foot actually in my mouth because that's clearly where it belongs. Okay. So, I didn't really have a challenge so much this week, Mm. but it was my brother's birthday on Wednesday. Yes. And my brother has passed away, and he would have been 27. And it's been... He passed away when he was almost 19. Um, And I've just had the worst week. Like, it's just been horrendous. You know, some years you... it, It comes and you sort of wind yourself up towards that date... And then the date comes and you're actually okay. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes you're like, oh, this is fine. I'm keeping myself really busy. And the day comes and you're a mess. Mm. I was a mess. It was yeah. that time. And you just can't predict it. I was trying so hard, but I just, I, I wasn't dealing 
at all very well. I went to bed sort of uh, probably a bit too late that I was when by the time that I woke up on my brother's birthday I was probably already exhausted too but that doesn't help. No, it doesn't help at all, but I had to get up with Maliki at 6:30 and he had a project due, so I tried to do that and went about my day and I had a an appointment and I just I, I don't know why I would put anything on, on that day. Yeah, well, I should but I think that I was thinking that I was going to be fine and I wasn't. Yeah. Anyway, it got to one o'clock in the day and that was it. I just totally lost it because um, no one had messaged me. Not that it's about me at all, but no one had – there was sort of like nothing on social media. There was everyone that I was around, even including my husband, including Maliki, who's just old enough to know, um, and the people that I I was hanging out with. Not one person acknowledged it. And I just had this sinking feeling of, okay, so that's it. Now everyone's forgotten him. Yeah. And it just overwhelmed me. And I had to put myself to bed and I just cried all of the afternoon. And I found it really, really hard. And then later on that day, like on the day, um, I talked to Liam about it and I just said, I just don't understand why you wouldn't honestly just roll over and say like, and acknowledge it because that's mm. a, the, I personally need that. That's yeah. what I need. And then we were talking about ways in which to deal to deal with grief. Yeah. And he was like, "I don't know. I don't know. I'm scared that I make it worse yeah. by talking about it or bringing it, it up or you bringing might, it yeah. up." And it's a touchy issue. I get. I get it. Because mm, you don't want to be the one that does trigger. Do you know what I mean? But crying's like I said to him. I'm like, crying's not actually bad. It makes you feel uncomfortable, as in Liam. Yeah. I said, if you bring it up and I cry, that doesn't. Yes, it makes you feel uncomfortable. But actually, I'm crying for a, a plethora of reasons, and I I appreciate. But I think I understand what you mean, but I mean, it's, it's this thing of like, so the thing is, it's his birthday. So him saying happy birthday, Tom could trigger you to be like, well, he's not here for that birthday and then get upset. Or, or does he say, I know today is really hard for you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because then it's like bringing up the fact that he, again, not here for it. Do you know what I mean? I understand why you'd kind of be like, uh, I think I don't know what to say. Would be, I, um. Morning, hun. Like, um, I know today is Tom's birthday, and are you okay? Okay, like, that's good. That would have been yeah ideal. Honestly, I think that the f- the the thought that 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 like you, he only had a period of time in which people like, and I get it. Yeah. Some people aren't going to grieve for the rest of their lives. Like I will be. I totally understand that. Mm. But um, just. I suppose, I, I don't know, I still have this thing where I just don't want him to be forgotten and I just feel like... Mm. like The more time like, goes on. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I don't know. But anyway, oh, I yeah. thought, I was like thinking about so much to do with grief and, you know, I, I go on Facebook and for all the shit that I give social media and stuff sometimes on this podcast and the ways in which we should do it yeah. well and that we should be really cautious and blah, 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 well, I throw that out the window when it comes to grief and death because I feel like 
It's a sanctuary and every tiny little conversation that I had with my brother, I pick it apart even down to like his spelling and punctuation and like miss it. It sounds so silly, but I just, I think that like social media is so awesome in that way that Mm. they can still feel so present. Yeah. Because we really didn't have any videos of us or anything like that Um, growing up. I'm sure like now kids definitely will yeah but you know it was expensive a camcorder was expensive oh, my family didn't, didn't have that we had to buy many tapes yeah oh had to tape. go oh bloody tapes we chew the tapes no we just <laughs> we didn't even have we didn't even have one so we have really nothing at all I've no videos of my brother mm. so the conversations that we would have had and even like looking at the dates in which like they were said and it, I don't know things like um him writing to me on my birthday and like stirring each other and all that. Mm. I just I just sit there and I scroll through it endlessly. And I mean sometimes I sent my send myself mental. Yeah. But other times like I'm just like, oh oh thanks Facebook memories. Like, yeah. That's awesome. Like it's a good little Facebook doesn't forget. Yeah, Facebook <laughs> remembers everything. I know. I mean yeah. sometimes I don't want it to remember some of the things that I've done, but it's yeah. most of the time it's a good memory. Yeah. Or I'm like, where is that outfit? Where'd that outfit go? Like, did I get rid of it? I know. I have two outfits like that <sighs> and I cannot find them. Where? Like, like, what happened to them? I know. <sighs> it's so annoying. Yeah, that happens Rest to me a lot. Yeah. Outfits. Rest in peace to my outfits. Yeah. But okay, that seems a little bit. That, oh, that's insensitive. I think, <laughs> I think it's like, I'm allowed to. All right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't think I was going to laugh in this podcast, but fuck. Sorry. Yes, we are. Th- yeah. It's still, it's dark comedy it's, this week. Yeah, it's, it's dark, dark comedy. comedy. Mm. But the other point I was thinking about was like kids. Now, I I have become bitter and cynical, I suppose, since my brother's, <laughs> my brother's passing. Yeah. And to me, heaven doesn't exist. Like, I hate that and I hate that I... I feel like I am the party pooper but that's just like how I feel and it's funny Mm. that I sit around with my friends sometimes we talk about what we believe in and whatever and I'm like nah nah I just don't I don't one I don't want to give it too much thought because I just feel like that's wasting my time on earth but Mm. two no I just don't believe and for a bunch of friends that are non-religious um I am blown away by how many are like, yeah, but you believe that, like, all matter and, you know, is part of the earth and all this sort of, like, spiritual stuff. And I'm like, no, I don't. And they cannot settle with it. I'm like, imagine you. you, I was like, you don't believe in uh, Catholicism? Yeah, but what about this and that and this and that? And, like, I know that they try and justify it because they... It's sad to not believe. It's really, yeah. really, really great. Oh, and how it's depressing. depressing is it to think, you, like, how insignificant we are? That life is random. Mm. That it's not... Yeah. Can be taken away at any moment. And so, that they, I know that makes them mm-hmm. feel really uncomfortable, although they seem to be the ones that bring it up. But I just, <laughs> like, I'm like, no, I don't believe. And they and they cannot mm. comprehend that I would not believe. And that... that that's really hard to yeah. have have to justify. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I definitely don't believe in, obviously, heaven or hell. But, I mean, if it's there, it'd be dope. 
Yeah. It'd be sick. Like, I'd oh, love it. Like hell, I hope it does. Uh, you will definitely be going to heaven. I'm on the fence. Like I could, I uh, who knows? Go either way. I could go either way. The good place, the, though. We're not making it. I wouldn't. Nah. The medium place. I'd be in the medium place. And for anyone that's watched that show, we're definitely in the medium place. We're in the medium place. What, what does she have in the medium place again? A lot of cocaine. Cocaine. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So you'll uh, catch me uh, in the medium place. No, I am. Um, yeah, I don't know where I'd end up, but it'd be cool. Like it would be so cool to, you know, flutter up to heaven and you know chill with all your mates, mm. your your pets. Yeah. I assume, like, Elvis will be there. I mean, he'd be so angry, though, if we passed away and we went up to heaven and he's like, oh, my God, I thought we had heaps of pets and now look how many there are. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, be this ending. is why I said, till death do us part, we're doing part now. I'm not even, I'm not dealing with this many pets. I yeah. did not realise you had pet yeah, sales. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'd be getting the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, yeah, no, look, yeah. And But, yeah, it's, I mean, it's... I uh, And, like, one problem from that that mm. I found really hard is when people are always telling me that things happen for a reason. I find that quite dismissive of the trauma. That's right. how I feel personally. And I know that many people, that can be really great comfort to them. So I suppose you need to know the person properly yeah. to be able to say that. But there are many people that when I say my brother dial, died... At 18 years old, it's like, well, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, the reason is fucking shit, if yeah. that is a reason. I'm sorry. I just cannot come no, to that. I just can't. Like, whenever something bad happens, I just, I sliding doors it. And I'm just like, oh, like, if they had have just, like, forgotten their keys yes. and turned back and picked them up and took two seconds, like, that yep. could have been the two seconds that changes it. Like, I just can't help but think of sliding doors. And great yes. movie, mind you. Yep. But, yeah, that's just the way that my brain works and I'm like oh if it had just been like one red light yeah that they got stopped at or yeah, but I then do, it's, but the then it's the same. other way where I'm like if they hadn't gone through that stoplight like if they they got a green or whatever then maybe they could have been in an accident you know yeah. I always just think about that like yeah if I ever do get stuck at lights I'm like well maybe that was you know and I'm frustrated I'm like well maybe that's a good thing because maybe if I'd gone through those lights Yep. It could have been a final destination moment. So yeah, yeah. I I, I mean, I remember one of the biggest, um, like the most traumatic feeling for me was the loss of control. That there was absolutely no, nothing I could do, yeah. and that life was so fragile, and that was it. So when I got the call from the police and they said there's been an accident, I'm like, oh my gosh! And they're like, it's involving your brother. And like, okay, well, which hospital can I go to? And they said, sorry, like he's passed away. That feeling of there is literally nothing I can do. You know, mm. I've had Prem twins and all that, but I've always, you know, I was like, okay, well, I will uh, express milk off or I will be here every minute of the yeah. day or I'll, I'll hold them for as long as they need or, you know, any other time. I've sort of been like, okay, we'll kick it into the action and let's like figure this problem yeah. out. And it is the one problem that there is no solution to. It is over. Like, that yeah, is it. That's There's the nothing thing. you can fucking That's do. why death is so frustrating because it's so final. It's like, that's yep. it. Yeah. That's it, babe. Like, it's done. Exactly. And you just, when you get that call, the sinking feeling in your chest, you just, like, you just go into almost like a state of atrophy. You just don't know what to mm. do. You're like, this, I didn't just hear that. There's no way that that's the truth. And exactly. it fucking is. And unfortunately, yeah. you just crumble. Yeah, I yeah, totally for understand. Sure. And I mean, 
I was pregnant with Malachi when I, um, my brother passed away, and I, it obviously like hormonally even like it was just so full on. It was terrible, but there was also that added fear that. So in my family, we always have the firstborns always have firstborn daughters. Like it's just this weird thing that's happened for generations and generations and generations that we always. Ha- I'm I'm firstborn. My mum's firstborn. My grandma, and we always have daughters. And then I went and had a son, mm. and there was lots of, oh, it's a sign, and um, you know, he's reincarnated type of thing. And I have flipped. I'm like, no. Don't put that pressure on a kid. Like, I was worried yeah. about Maliki. I'm like, wow, because trauma does do things to people and they yeah. do look for ways in which they can be helped to get through it. Mm-hmm. So, I found that really, I was like, absolutely not. He's not. He's not my brother. He's his own person. He's his own person yeah. and you need to, like, chill out. That was yeah. really hard as well. Yeah. But, um, and then... I see. I really like it though, even though I might not, you know, not necessarily. Um, I think that I'm just sort of in a state of nowhere in terms of what I believe and things. But when my friends come to me and they're like, "I had a dream about your brother," and they and they full, feel fully moved by it, mm-hmm. it's a sign and stuff. I actually really, 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 really like hearing that. Yeah. Because I just like talking about my brother anyway, and I like that people have at least thought of him. Um, whether it's a sign or not, I will take it on board, yeah. absolutely. And to, f- I think it takes a lot of courage to say to someone that has lost someone that I feel I have a sign from them. Like, I do feel mm-hmm. that that is a, a, a big step to take. Hmm. But then, on the other hand, I have this resentment of psychics and I really 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 tried to believe for so long and I and I'm absolutely not discrediting all of them but I have had a couple of psychics and I have been that desperate person that went out and like got connected and sat down and talked to them and I just felt so angry yeah. that I was like, none of this is fucking true. And you are taking advantage of people at their most vulnerable. Yeah. I was, okay, actually, one of the psychics, she got to the end of the session and she hadn't, like, guessed anything correctly. And I wasn't a closed book. You know, so people are like, you've got to open your mind and stuff. At the time, I was really open. Yeah. And I think that's why I'm, like, a bit twisted now because I'm like... <laughs> Damn it, it didn't yeah. work. I want it to. Yeah. Who doesn't? No. Every single person wants this, right? Mm. But I sat down and she got to the end and I was like, oh. And she, I started giving her hints because I was like, this is just uncomfortable now. So I was like, gave a few hints that it was a young guy and all yeah. this. And she started going with that and then said that the young guy had his mm. was pushing his hand up my skirt and into my crotch. And then yeah. I was like, I just stood up. I'm like, well, that's definitely not my brother. Yeah. And I don't <laughs> want him, whoever he is, I don't want him near me. Could you get that spirit away Tell, from yeah. me? <laughs> Tell him I'm to get his hand the fuck away from yeah. me, please. I understand. I don't do the whole grief thing, but my, my dad died, obviously. And for me, I don't really have that grief I don't grieve about it. Like, as you were saying, like, people message me on Father's Day and we'll be like, oh, you know, thinking of you today. And I'm like, what? 
completely forget. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, it's Father's Day. Like, thank you so much for that message. But like, I actually had not even really thought about my dad at all until you said it. So like, it's nice of you, but yeah, it, I don't need that. So I'm kind of, yeah, heartless, but I, um, I don't feel bad for me. I feel bad for my dad knowing, because obviously he died from cancer, knowing that he was going to die and knowing he wasn't going to see us grow up. Like, it's not upsetting for me that he's not here, but I can't imagine how upsetting it would have been for him knowing he wasn't going to be here mm. to see us grow up. Like, that upsets me more to think about that. And it upsets me more to think of what That's my mum... And to think Look of what my mum went through, um, you know, because she still was really in love with him and to know that, you know, the, the love of her life died i mean uh, he passed away on new year's eve so every new year's eve mum would just sit out and watch you know his concerts and his film clips and everything over and over and over again and i was like mum you can't keep doing this to yourself like every new year you have to stop and i think it was about 10 years went past and then she was like you know what you're right like i'm gonna i'm not gonna do this this is what your dad would want and that to me is more upsetting mm-hmm. it's not so much my loss it's her loss mm-hmm. of it of it that upsets me it's not so much something for me. Because I don't you really were agree. so young and you probably feel that you don't. Yeah, and as he well, didn't live with you. Did I didn't know he lived overseas. It doesn't mean I didn't. I don't didn't love him. It's just it wasn't like my day to day life was affected mm. super much by him passing away. Mm-hmm. So I know it, it sounds so heartless, but it's not like it was someone that I spent every minute of every day with who ran my life for me. Like, I loved him. I spoke to him a lot. He, we saw him a lot. But it wasn't like he was so a part of my life that, like, my world shattered when mm-hmm. he passed away. And I think that's why I handled it so well. Mm. But if it was someone that, yeah, I – like, if it was my mum when I was that age, mm. clearly it would have been a completely different story mm. because she was the only person that I did have. Mm. And that raised me from – get go just me and her and my brother so I can understand like why I do feel that way because I have lost people before but and I've been to so many funerals and I'm not saying I'm not affected by it I'm not saying that I don't grieve I just grieve completely differently and that is so Mm. okay yeah that is absolutely okay and I think that you know with this whole podcast like I do want people to know that like I can sit here and talk about my experience and you can have not relate in the slightest yeah. and that is also totally okay yeah. because everyone does grieve in totally different ways. Because people my go cousins, numb though. People do go numb yeah. and don't cry yeah. and then guilt themselves about not crying and they're like, mm. something's wrong with me. Like, am I a monster? And it's like, no, everyone is different and you can't, yeah. you have no idea how you're going to feel in that situation Absolutely. until it happens and hopefully it doesn't happen to you anytime soon. Uh, like yeah. you asked me to read your eulogy I which did. I said to B, I was like, do you know what? This is really good. If I die, which I'm hoping will be before you, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, this is so good because you don't cry and you don't, you won't even feel anything and you can have your second live show. <laughs> yeah, I'll just this do a couple, be, couple rounds well, of stand-up. Hopefully not second. Hopefully we get a few more live shows let's in Let's get a before. couple in there, please. Yeah, yeah let's definitely do another yeah, live but show. My, I mean, my cousin, um, he... His coping mechanism is just avoidance. So he doesn't even go to my mum and dad's house anymore. Like that, But that's his way of coping. Like, yeah. that's fine. That's a different way. I just like, I think I, I'm the opposite where I like go far too deep, too deep. into it. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm all consumed by it. I can't move. I'm yeah. virtually paralyzed with grief. And like, see you later. I'm not answering my phone. Yeah. I, and, and it's bad because my life, 
what? Like on the day of his birthday and the day that he passed away. So two days of every year, what, for the rest of my life, Mm. I'm going to do that. Like I can't. I've actually got to get my shit together. And that's like really scary for me because I I haven't. And even though it's been so long, I just can't get it together. But the thing is as well, and this is what you were saying about the the forgetting, is that the first couple of years after the death, everyone will post something on Facebook or send a message and be like, you know, thinking of you and blah, blah, blah. But then everyone's lives kind of Go on. do move on. And and you obviously being so close to him don't want to have to move on because you don't want it to look like you're forgetting him or it doesn't matter yeah, it's anymore. it's not even about what it looks like at <laughs> all. It's nothing to no, do with No, not about that. what it looks like, like, but like that it, it, it feels like you're forgetting him. But it's not that at all. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm sure, Annie, you're saying two days a year. I'm oh, sure no, you think of him every, every single, single day. day. Yeah, exactly. It's every yeah. single day. It's just that some days are a bit harder than others. Well, they're paralyzed. You're never going to. Yeah. You're never going to forget him. Yeah. So I don't think, you know, it's it never gets easier. But you just have to be a bit gentler on yourself about. Yeah. Getting on with it, if that makes sense. Yeah, and it's hard. But then also go- don't having a go at yourself if you're not getting on with it. Yeah. I mean, I just look here again, Facebook's great and awful. Like, I watch all these friends and they are 27. And some have had, ch- not that he might have wanted children or not, but like mm. if that was what he wanted, then he- they've had children, they've had careers, they're having good time, they're hanging out. Yeah. They're going to school reunions. Like... He doesn't get to do any of that. And mm. that just, like, pisses me off. Just really makes me so freaking angry. And I think that, like your dad, with, with what you were saying about the the him knowing he was going to die, like, I, yeah. I pull myself apart thinking when he had his crash, like, I hope he was knocked out. Like, there's this part of me that just absolutely tortures myself to think that he might have been conscious when that car burst into flames. Like... And the fear, I cry about his fear. Mm -hmm. I just don't want him to have, like, even known it was over. Nothing. I just don't want him to know. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, yeah. And, like, I just, every time that someone, like, drives a car or whatever now, I'm like, straight go there. Same. If my husband's like, I'll be home in 20 minutes, and then an hour goes by, the stress, uh, I go straight to car accident. Like, uh, straight to it. Mm-hmm. And then I get shitty at him and I'm like, can you not... Don't tell me 20 minutes if it's going to be 60 minutes, you yes. know? Like, because you're fucking with me. Do you yeah. understand the stress that I that puts that people, me under? Yeah. And I think especially, like, you know, specific things. Like, I've lost a brother in a car accident, so I think my husband should probably keep that in mind if he's travelling on a country road and he is going to be out of reception. Like, just maybe let me know mm. your whereabouts, yeah. like, if you can. Oh, 100%. Um, and, but... Do you know what? I think that that's a really common thing. I went to the psych um, at the start of the week. Weirdly, you should have gone after the um, my brother's birthday. But she was talking about catastrophizing. Okay. Do you know what catastrophizing is? No, but I have a feeling you are about to tell me momentarily. So, catastrophizing, Bianca, it is sounds when cool, you go, babe. like, essentially, and you just said that you did it. You go straight to the worst option. There's yeah. no, like, uh, logical path 
like you don't go through the logical path before you get to death. Mm. So, you know, Palmer's not home because he's he's driving. You're, the logical thing would be like, oh, maybe he just doesn't have his phone on him. No, oh, he's maybe, just a dickhead who okay, doesn't know well, that's time. The I know that that's the logical. So you've got to go there. You've got to yeah. go. Okay, so Palmer's a dickhead and has not contacted me. Yeah, but catastrophizing is when, um, you know, I. I see a um, smoke, like the, the smoke in the West. Remember how we had the smoke? Oh, my And I was Lord. like, oh, my gosh, my children's school is on fire. You know, that's what right, I... Straight that's what to I, that. Straight to do it. Yeah. And my psych said, actually, catastrophizing because I have had quite a f- lot of trauma. If you've already had a lot of trauma, it's hard to undo catastrophizing. Because usually catastrophizing, the way that you practice... You know, getting out of catastrophizing is things like mindfulness and being present and practicing those skills. Mm-hmm. But catastrophizing, if you've got, because at the end of the day, if you've had a lot of trauma in your life, there's a lot of evidence. So catastrophizing is, I've, someone's, the person I love has died, but there's no, that's just, it's not logical, mm-hmm. you know. But if you've got a lot of evidence that, Things do go wrong in your life. Yeah. That makes it very hard to undo. And that's why yeah. I'm seeing like a psych because I do that all the time. And I can't help but catastrophize internally too. Not even out loud because I'm almost so ashamed by it. I'm like, I'm being dramatic, you know, how yeah. we do that to ourselves. So inside I'm screaming. I've got insomnia. I like can't sleep and I've got anxiety and I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack. I'm not saying any of it out loud. But in my mind, I've already gone there. I've already planned Liam's funeral. I've already, like, you know, I'm already yeah. looking around. I'm already se- seated on the pew. I already know where I am. Oh, my God. That's how far I can get down the track if I don't. And it's bad because also I'm like, I my don't want to be right that now is like person. literally shocked. I, yeah. That sounds horrific. I, like, don't want to be that person that is... I mean, it's almost clinginess. Like, I don't want people to not be able to live their lives. Yeah. And that's why I internalise it is because I don't want people around me to feel that their lives are so affected just because of me so anyway I do do, I do it like that's why I'm afraid to have children because if I see a child like walking down the street I'll automatically just think a car's going to come by and swipe them or like Mm -hmm. if a child is getting up on the breakfast bar to grab something I'm like oh they're wearing socks they're going to slip and fall and break their neck I just go straight to it for children for some reason I don't know why it's just with kids. And I think, I don't think I'd ever be able to have a child because I'd be so stressed. Like every time I let my dog outside, every single time I go and check the gate is properly Mm -hmm. latched because I just, if I don't do it, I'll go inside and then I'll start freaking out that it's somehow been left open and that he's going to get out and get splattered. Like that is just, I can't help but do that. I do that all. And I feel (laughs) that if I have a child, it'll just send me crazy. I I don't think I'll be able to chill out at any moment in my life. I think that you would be able to. You you get bogged down in it like us, and then you won't even be able to think. They you sounds lose your great. brain. <laughs> yeah, it sounds really great. I can't wait. Sign me up. But yeah, mindfulness is a really good one for that. Um, but I thought that I would end on a happy note, and this is like my one tip because it's been really hard with children. That I mean, they've all been born straight after like quite a traumatic event, and mm. my brother's death, as you know, B. I'm not going to go into great detail, but. A lot of my family members and a few friends have died before yeah. my brother. So it was like, I, you know, it's anyway, compounded. Yeah. Um, but one of the things about having children and then having pets is that 
Well, you would hope that your pets don't outlive your children and that they run their they run their natural lifespan. But death obviously well, comes unless up. you've got like a parrot. Because they oh, live to like yeah, a macaw or something. Yeah, they live to like eighty or hundred. So have them though, dude. That is a like <laughs> life commitment. It's like people that get turtles. I'm like, yeah. Are you joking? One, it's outgrowing that tank, mm. and two. Well, my no. friend did and get why a macaw. Do you want a fucking turtle yeah. as a pet? No, my friend got a macaw, and she was really excited about it. She's like, it's beautiful, um, and she's like, it's really the food it has to eat is extremely expensive. Um, and I was like, yeah, yeah, and she's like, but. She's like, which was fine, but I just found out that it lives to about 80 and I just don't think I have the money to keep this animal alive that long. It's like, yeah, you shouldn't they have bought really, a macaw. You should really research before you who get would it? Who would buy a macaw? It's not like you're just walking down the street um, and like see like puppies for sale. Yeah, they're freaking expensive. You would think you would put in the effort. It's not It's not an impulse buy a macaw, okay? That's something that you do research for, all right? Like, <laughs> you know, like I have a leopard living in my backyard. Oh, yeah. yeah. just I just like, picked up. What? Yeah, I know. It's very strange. So, I don't know. But those type of animals, I'm like, I mean, a macaw would probably be okay, but I mean, I've one, I'm into adopting animals, but two, also kind of somewhat domesticated, like that have yeah. bred for that's like turtles and things. I'm like, I no, know macaws, they are, but it's no macaws it are pretty good. Weird. They're, they're really good because they they just like to chill. I on just you. don't do I don't do fish and I don't do birds. I just weird about the there is an ocean that's so vast and there is mm. all of the air for birds to fly. Yeah. I just feel weird about it. I don't know why. <laughs> I just can't get over it. My dad was the same. He was like yeah. birds in cages like freak me out. Well well we used to have some birds but they were ones that had been injured on the farm and then their wings we were had broken. Birds too. So we I just had, a, had them but I had a budgie called Romeo. He was really cute. But anyway, what I was mm. trying to say was you have to you have to do death with pets sometimes and kids. And the one positive thing that I have done around death, other than therapy, um, <laughs> is my, our rat was dying yeah. and there was no way to avoid it. He was going to be put down. And, of course, if something gets hit by a car or something, it's not quite the same. But mm-hmm. we do did have some time. And so we threw him a rainbow party and it was the best thing that we ever did. And it was so happy. It was an absolute celebration of his life. Yeah. And it was a totally different way for my kids to see death. And I thought it was really proactive to, you know, all go around and rather than, because usually you bury the animal and Mm. then you stand around and you're like, say one nice thing about the animal. It's like, it's a little (laughs) too late. Like, you know, hug it, hug the you know yeah. the rat and and um, tell it how you feel and it's let cathartic. it know it is it was really well, lovely yeah we kind of this is a sad note I shouldn't say it okay we had to do that with my dad because we obviously were in oh, Croatia Jesus. to visit him yeah. and then had to say goodbye for the last time knowing it was the last time that we were going to see him which was hard but like yeah again seeing my dad and my mum's reactions because like I can't imagine how hard it was for him to say goodbye to his kids mm-hmm. knowing he wasn't going to see them. That's pretty upsetting. But, yeah, my mum was just inconsolable, just uh, of course. ridiculous. Of course. Um, but, yeah, it was nice to get to say goodbye. Sometimes it's like it's better not to because what do you say? How do no, you say goodbye? No, you to regret it. I never got to say goodbye to my brother and I I have really no regrets. We had such a good relationship. He knew I loved him. Yeah. I love Like, ideal in terms of if you're going to die early. Like, we both knew we loved each other and everything, mm. so it's all fine. But 
would have liked one more time. Just like, one course, last time. One course, last time yeah. to just say But the then last it's thing. the thing is knowing is really hard. It's really hard to say goodbye to someone for the last time. Knowing. Yeah. Well, I had So to you do should just every nana. day tell people I love you. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my god. If you gosh. love them. Don't I, tell randoms that you love them. Like, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and it's bad because some people are like, but it loses its meaning and I'm like, no, you don't have to it's not a quantitative thing, right? And it's and it doesn't lessen the quality if you say it a lot. Mm. It just means that I genuinely genuinely feel love for so many people. Yeah. I mean, not so much randoms, but, you know, I seriously mm-hmm. feel that love. Um, you are talking about saying uh, the deathbed yeah, thing. Goodbye. I did have to do that with my nan, and I think this is a really funny, lovely note to Oh, good. End on. Let's end on this one. She said to me, so I, I saw her for the last time, and I was... I was like, your mum, even though you might know my nana was in her 90s, so it was fine, but my nana had an awesome sense of humour. And I have a, a a tattoo of my old ferret on my arm and she used to think it was the funniest thing ever because she grew up, she was in the country and we lived in the city, I, my ferret and I, and then my ferret passed away and I found that really hard and she stroked my arm and she said that she couldn't wait to go up and play with Layla and, like, stuff about all the the farm ferrets roughing Layla up and she'll get up there and make sure, you know, the city rat- oh, ferret is okay. Bless her. And I thought that was really sweet. But then I started, like, crying a lot. Mm. And she was so chill. She was so fine. And she would just turn to us and say something funny every now and then. And she just slowly turned to me and she goes, I wonder what I'm going to be when I grow up. And then that was it. And that was like the last time I ever got to see my nana. You've like, done your growing up That's now. so <laughs> true. Well, it, the, 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 I mean, I get it because you, you go through life constantly going, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? And the yeah. irony is that how ridiculous you just like meant to enjoy life. While you've got it. Good on you, Nana. I know. Good on you, Dory. Thanks for um, sending us out on a high there. Because yeah. it got pretty... It's a hard one. It's a hard one, babe. Yeah. It's a little... It's a little deaf episode. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs>